Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the Game Week 7 Fantasy Premier League preview show. It's FPL Addicts, powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank. A COVID crisis has hit the Premier League and all will be discussed today, but that's not going to stop us from producing content for all you out there. So whether you're listening or watching, if you're enjoying the content, make sure you give our video some love, drop a like, a rating as well, and make sure you subscribe down below and do leave us a review on the podcast if you're listening along on Apple or Spotify to help spread the word. But Guru, you're back today and it's going to be a bumper podcast. So much to discuss. Postponements, all sorts. Are you excited for this one? Yeah, look, I, I can't wait to chat some FPL, but I'm, you know, it's a nerve-wracking game week because there's just so many matches in doubt, so many players in doubt. You know, we'll touch on on my uh, my mishap of my transfer a bit later on. I've, I've gone on a bit too early with my transfer this week, which I don't usually do. Um, and it's, it's cost me for this game week, but... um. Yes, it just seems like it's a mess. It's all over the place and I just don't know what's around the corner anymore. Feels a lot like last season, doesn't it? Where, you know, it's a very uncertain season before even, you know, when Project Restart had to happen. You know, no one's really sure what's going to happen at the minute. As a record in this, you know, the press conferences have happened for a couple of teams, but for some they haven't even happened. And we are obviously prior to the deadline of game week 17, just the night before here in Melbourne. So we'd really, you know, we're out of the loop. We don't really know what's going on. So we're just waiting for someone to make an announcement of some sorts. But as far as we know so far, only Man United Brentford has been postponed. So we're just have to see what happens with the rest of the fixtures but speaking of fixtures we'll move on to game week 16 quickly and we'll touch on the results that happened on the weekend of game so jack was there a game that really stood out to you wow well um i mean this weekend was well last weekend so it's pretty crazy the number of goals that are being scored by teams you know i think it was like seven penalties were scored over the weekend um you know it was Definitely one for uh, the penalty, penalty spot takers. Uh, but some of the games stood out for me. I think biggest one uh, for me uh, was, it's got the Chelsea leads on it. Um, plenty of goals in that game. Five goals, a couple of penalties, as we mentioned. Uh, Jorginho bagging there uh, with the two. And Mason Mount, I was kicking myself uh, for not bringing him in. I had him in and I had him out for Rashford. End up with Rashford in my team. Um, but yeah, Mason Mount bagging a goal there. And yeah, uh, Rafinha and uh, what is it, Joe uh, Gelhart? I think uh, Guru mentioned him quite. Uh, probably one of the last time he was on the podcast a lot four weeks ago uh, about bringing him in. Um, so that was a uh, yeah, he was he got a goal in there. So yeah, five goals, thriller both ends of the pitch. It was good highlights. It looked like a bit of a shock of a night with the weather there and a couple of you know big decisions by the referee uh, to make those penalty uh, decisions. Uh, Rudiger getting himself amongst all the action as well. Yeah, absolutely. You should know that, you know, Mason Matt loves a game against Leeds back to his derby oh, days. Yeah. You know, they really they really like to rattle him. So he was uh we shushing the away fans and everything. But you know, Rudiger with the, the two assists in an FPL terms, Jack, he won two penalties for, for Man City, so he did quite well, didn't he? You know, attacking. Yeah, listen, he got himself amongst them. We, we know how he likes to get up get up the field and you know, get in, get inside the area and cause a bit of trouble. He's a big guy in here. I think um, the one where Click gave it away, um, like Rudiger's touch was horrific. What bounced off his foot, but then uh, Click obviously just got the uh, his right foot and took him out on his on his ankle sort of thing. And it was it was poor defending from him to be fair. But you know Rudiger's in there to cause a menace and and get himself amongst it, and he certainly did that and affected the game in a big way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, maybe Lukaku's influencing the the Chelsea players a little bit too much, teaching them how to do a, a trampoline touch of some sort, <laughs> and uh, you know, somehow win a penalty, which they they did manage to do in the end. Reedy, you have now joined us all the way from England. You probably know just about as much as us, but all the reports will be coming out this morning. But I will ask you how you're doing first before we get into discussion. So, Reedy, how are you, mate? Doing good, thanks, Elliot. And uh, yeah, it's absolute chaos, isn't it, in the moment um, in regards to. Uh, the Premier League and FPL and managers are pulling the hair out at the moment, FPL managers anyway, and maybe even <laughs> Premier League managers. But yeah, doing well, mate. It's uh, it's the day of the games, so we've got a lot to talk about, I'm sure. So I'm looking forward to it. Hope you guys are all good too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe to bring you a little bit of joy, was there a game from game week 16 that, you know, brought you an abundance of FPL points that you want to talk about, Reedy? A game that brought me an abundance of points. Oof, oof. Uh, we'd have to go for that that Palace Everton game. It's got to be Conor Gallagher, hasn't it? Uh, Jack loves that one. So uh, you know, Conor Gallagher delivered that that, that second goal. What an absolute beauty! Um, you know, Everton came back into the game after Palace pretty much controlled it. 
you know, most of it and so on. And they got that goal. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Everton, a little comeback from Rondon. Doesn't score much these days, but uh, he managed to, to scrape one in. But then Gallagher just pretty much shut the door right near the end of the game and scored an absolute beauty. So that's the pick for me. Um, yeah. Rafa Benitez, really, that's the big question at the minute. You know, a lot of Everton fans are Rafa out. Is this the final nail in the coffin for him, do you think? Or do you reckon he's got until Christmas to save his job? Oh, oh, I tell you what, that sting operation is going really well, isn't it? So listen... <laughs> The, the longer it's similar to the Ollie being in at United, although that was more enjoyable. Um, but you know, it, you know, keep him in as long as possible, get Everton down out the Premier League if you can. If you can't, you know, just get him as low down in the table as, as possible. So I think you know, he's probably got a couple of games left, maybe, maybe till just after Christmas, but he's hanging on by a thread, that's for sure. Before Ollie Gooder comes in there, eh? <laughs> yeah, get him in and have then you seen that. There was like quite a few rumours about that today, no? Oh god, it's it's crazy. The manager merry go round. I'll probably continue um, at some point, you know. So you expect Benitez to be first on the chopping block. Um, it's it's you know for me personally, I'm surprised that the likes of uh, you know Sean Dykes lasted so long at Burnley. But I think with a club like that, you know, maybe they haven't got the funds and money to stretch, and he's done really well with that sort of team. But Benitez is. Oof, He's, he's walking on a fine line, that's for sure. He certainly is on thin ice, and we'll just have to see how that one pans out. But there's one thing that's certain, and that's no one's going for any Everton assets other than Damari Gray uh, for any time soon, unless Dominic Calvert-Lewin makes a miraculous recovery, which he seems to be on his way back, which would be nice because he was in a lot of people's teams at the start of this season and the end of last season. But we will move on now, and we'll review how the paid mini-league is going. And there was a little bit of movement uh, from game week 16 to 17. There wasn't too much. Donal Breslin still sits at the top top with his 1,111 points. Perfect set of ones, four ones for him there. And he is the top of the league. That makes it five ones for him. Jordy Wilson sits there in second and Aaron Wu has managed to climb himself to third. So Guru, you haven't been on the podcast for too long. I've asked Jack pretty much every week just how well these guys are doing. You know, you see the score at the top there from Donnell Breslin. He's just absolutely smashing it at the minute, isn't he? Oh man, he's on fire. I think he's even managed to go top of the... Uh the free league above uh, FPL planner now. So um, it's just phenomenal how well Donal was doing. And he didn't even get, obviously he's got a great score this week, but it wasn't even sort of the highest and he still managed to, you know, claim a, uh, you know, a really uh, good week. So um, yeah, well done as usual, Donal. Absolutely. And in terms of manager of the week, I don't think we've ever had something quite like what we had couple of game weeks ago where it went to a, a redo for four game weeks in a row but this week we've got eight members of the the paid league who are playing out you know for a chance at the the manager of the week prize you know all landing on 81 points each so jack that that's ridiculous this week eight managers how, how do we decide from that yeah eight manager playoffs so we'll go into a game week uh this game week now 17 and whoever scores the most out of all them players out of all them managers We'll get we'll take out the prize in this playoff, but as we saw last what the other week in game week twelve, that went for three weeks. So eight players now, and our guy underneath us here, Chris Reed, is amongst it again. <laughs> as uh, as much as I love to say that, um, yeah, he's amongst it. And yeah, Reedy, can you go back to back? I'm just laughing my head off because it's an absolute shambles this game week. So what a week, <laughs> what a, what a week to go into a head-to-head. Eight managers. All I'll say is best of luck. You know, if I don't win it, I, I wouldn't be, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be too disgruntled. It's 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 going to be literally mayhem. And, you know, we've got potential uh, more games that could be off, which we may discuss later. They, you know, so it's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be a difficult, difficult one for these eight managers, including myself. And you just have to do the best you can, really, with what we've got in the situation. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be one that we're definitely going to watch very closely to see, you know, what sort of scores are being brought out this week, you know, with how many games are going to be played and whatnot. We're not too sure as of now, as I've mentioned, but we'll just have to see how that one goes. In terms of the free mini, as the guru previously mentioned, FPL Planner has been dethroned by a mere point, unfortunately, just this week. So FPL Planner obviously sits there in second with Donal Breslin just above him. So Guru, as you said, you know, these two have got to have a brilliant overall rank, you know, worldwide in the 1,100 is just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I think, yeah, it's top, definitely top 2K for both of them. So, yeah, phenomenal stuff. And 
yes, it's mad. It's not their plan has been on their season, I think, and to see someone else on there, it's um, yeah, it's remarkable. So um, yeah, look, it's quite close, even from first you know, all the way down to sort of eighth place there. Um, so I just wouldn't put it past me with this crazy game week ahead if we see another name on on top. So um, yeah, unbelievable stuff. Yeah, we'll just have to see how that one ends up going as well. As you said, we're not really sure how the game week is going to end up going, so we'll just have to watch it, you know, with our with our eyes peeled. But Jack, Karen Spence has been dethroned as top of the Women's League this week. You know, she's been sat on top of that for so long as well. So maybe this is the week where, you know, the top of the table is being shaped up a little bit. But in the Women's Mini, we have a new top of it. We've got Radu's Rovers there dethroning Karen Spence. So, you know, what do you make of that, Jack? Yeah, not bad, that is it. I mean, 1,058 points, um, hit a 79 this week, uh, looking really good and, and, you know, extendedly by 16 points there. So Karen's already just been dethroned, but also with a, you know, a 16-point gap. Not easy to uh, navigate, but with all these fixtures, depending on who they've got in the team, uh, anything can happen. And, you know, maybe even a few more players might start, might start creeping up that ladder. Yeah, absolutely. That is the women's mini. And we'll move on to the bonus bank head-to-head mini. It is my favourite. Unfortunately, I did lose this week because I've taken a small red arrow. It's no surprise to see that Don out is top of that league with Mark Sargent and Pizza Boy and Simon Reynolds just trailing behind. But, you know, I'm ahead of Tom Stone's boys, which is uh, not something that I can often say in the classic mini. So I'm glad that I can say it in one of the leagues. But, you know, I've still got to scroll down a fair bit to find one of you lot. You know, Ollie's top of the podcast lot there, but it's fairly congested. We go Ollie, then we go Reedy and then we go Jack so Guru what's going on yeah it's not been my league this one the, the head-to-head so far actually played one of my good mates Matt Cowling this week and he um yeah he's in the running for, for the manager of the week I was never beating that that score um but yeah hopefully second half of the season can go on a bit of a run but um yeah it's looking like this um you know this sort of top two or three are um actually including yourself you know starting to break away a bit so um yeah it's a tough league this one yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obviously you can take solace in the fact that you are top of the uh, the classic mini out of the podcast lot. As you can see there on screen, the guru does sit there with a, a fairly comfortable cushion over Ollie, who sits there in second. But, you know, in terms of me this week, in terms of my points, I, I got 57, which doesn't look too awful, you know, on first viewing until you've seen that I've taken, a, I took a minus eight this week. I took Leaf out of Reedy's book, decided to, you know, start taking a couple of hits, shake things up during this uh, this festive period with the fixtures coming thick and fast. There's probably not really a better time. But unfortunately, these days, you don't really know which fixtures are going to be played and which aren't. But um, yeah, obviously, the eight point hit there, which uh, brings my score down to 49. Sanchez obviously didn't play. Livermento didn't manage to do anything for me this week, but Kufal, Trent and Alonso all with somewhat of returns. Kufal was one of my transfers, so he definitely returned for me, which I was delighted with. Salah, captain, same every week, does the business, does it right, absolutely smashing. Bernardo Silva was another one of my transfers. He got a fairly cheap assist um, with the way that things go. You know, it was a handball for a penalty, so a lot of managers got quite lucky there. I think he's owned by about 30% of the competition now. Uh, yeah, 31.5. So, you know, their bacon was definitely saved and a lot of people transferred him in as well. The most transferred in this game week, though, I believe, was Jared Bowen and he didn't manage to return against Burnley. Unfortunately, he was my third transfer. Yotta didn't return. Callum Wilson didn't even have a sniff at goal against Leicester, much like most of the team. But um, Ronaldo managed to put a penalty uh, past Norwich. So I was delighted with that one. And that sort of rounded up my week, lads. Not really anything going on the bench other than Rafinha who I forgot to play I didn't forget to play him sorry I chose not to play him over Livermento I really just thought Chelsea were gonna you know bring Leeds to Stamford Bridge and just turn them over completely but you know maybe that's a little lesson for me to you know sort of always back the uh, the more attacking player over the defensive one but I sort of backed in uh, Livermento to sort of try and do a little thing there but didn't happen for me. How did, how did you feel? Not great after waking up and seeing that because I sort of you know <laughs> As you see someone's returned on your bench, you sort of look at your team and you think, right, so is there anyone that's not going to play? I think I had Kufal, Bowen and Wilson to play and I thought, those three, there's absolutely no chance that none of them don't at least get a minute on the pitch. So I was a little bit disappointed with that one, but you know, you pick your strongest team, you think, but I just had a little lapse in my judgment for this week. But as I say, there's a lot of fixtures coming up, so there's definitely time to make up uh, lost ground. But Jack, you managed to overtake me this week in the league as well. You had 84 points, so a brilliant, brilliant score. Unfortunately, like myself, you took a couple of hits this week, mate, so you're not in the running for manager of the week. But um, in terms of uh, your 84 points minus 12, take us through your team. Yeah, I had a bit of a, a lapse 
similar to yourself, Elliot, in terms of, I think it was uh, it was Friday, 2 a.m., kind of uh, went, oh, I haven't got my uh, team sorted and I need to get Son out. I had a couple, I had uh, Son and Reggie in there at the back for Spurs and I went, oh, I need to get them out. I brought Rashford in, who I talked about on the podcast, and then I also brought Diaz in, but then I didn't realise until, what, Sunday, and my score was looking pretty healthy. I was like, oh, this is good, but then I realised... I took a, I took four transfers, so I took a minus twelve. So I had my one free one and three transfers, but I totally forgot that I'd made those two earlier transfers, which was a, uh, you know, Dennis in there and uh, Bernardo. So yeah, I was uh, eighty four. I was, I was buzzing with that, and then uh, yeah, realised yeah with those transfers, I was like, oh no. So yeah, a bit of a shocker. It was a great, great score. Could have got me manager of the week, eighty four. To be fair, uh, but yeah, it did mean. Uh, Ollie and Reedy went back above me in that league and, yeah, kicking myself there. Reedy even edged me a point as well with his with his, uh, his hit. So, just did a bit of a double blow this week to me, didn't he? Reedy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it, it, it happens, Jack, but, you know, you think in the long term, those transfers that you've made, oh, they're definitely yeah. going to put you in of good stead, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. So, um, I was happy with my transfers and obviously on, on the team, a lot of my players hit. Uh, you know, that's why I got obviously such a good score in there. Dennis um, coming in and Bernardo, both, uh, you know, 15 points between the two of them. Uh, happy days with that. And then the Rashford and Diaz one obviously didn't quite work out. Uh, you know, taking minus eight for them, they, they brought back, you know, um, seven points in, uh, eight points in there. So it's kind of just an even in and out sort of thing. Um, but yeah, Alexander-Arnold, Ramsdale doing the business too. So I was quite happy with the squad. But as we know, and as we're going to, what we'll talk about obviously through the podcast now is how we navigate this. So even though I was happy with my team line up and, you know, my plan coming out of it, um, you know, albeit I took that minus 12 and the extra hit, uh, the team was looking quite good, but now it's, uh, yeah, everything's a bit up in the air again. Yeah, no one's really too sure what's going to happen, but um, as I said, 84 points minus 12 there, Jack, is a, a definitely still a brilliant score, that's, and you know, the transfers are going to put you in good stead for the upcoming game week, so I think that's a, a really healthy position that you're sitting in at the minute. Reedy, you did take a hit yourself, I've just seen, you got 85 points, but you took a negative four, not quite a bigger hit as me and Jack this week, you know, maybe we're starting to change a little bit and you're, you know coming a little bit more conservative and, you know, saving a couple of transfers. You did still take a hit, but 81 points for you total this week then, as we mentioned. You're in the running for manager of the week. You've got to be happy with your performance this week. I'm just rubbing my hands together, boys, you know. I'm just just thinking, what's what's going on, lads? You know, all these times that you've, you know, given me a bit of stick for taking hits and, you know, all the rest of it. It's it's happening, lads. It's happening. You finally uh, decide. I mean, especially Jack. He's just, uh, he's just got wild, doesn't he? <laughs> um, I'm going to admit it, though. This guy last week went, I am not taking a hit. He did on the podcast. He said he it, said, didn't he? For the last two weeks, <laughs> right, he's gone to me. I'm changing my philosophy. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to start taking hits. I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, lo and behold. Minus four takes a hit. Come on, mate. That is true. That is true. However, I did also say on the pod that I would potentially be looking at taking Vardy out for Ronaldo. So I did mention about potentially taking a hit, which, in effect, even though now it's... Well, it's 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 benefited... Come on, come on. (laughs) Come on, let it slide, Jack. It's okay. Minus 12. It's all right. Um, I I took Vardy out for Ronaldo last minute, which was a great decision. However, it's now turned around to bite me because, of course, United game's off. So, swings and roundabouts. Uh, you know, good decision for last week uh, in the game weekend. The score was obviously great. And uh, welcome to the club, boys. Hits galore. Um, you know, I start calling you, you know, double action, you know, double hit or something. We'll have to think of something. But, yeah, so Trent um, delivering with the nine points again. What can we say? Mr. Consistent. Cancelo got his seven. And uh, unfortunately, got a yellow as well. So, uh, that's a bit of a stinger for him. Um, you know, FBL managers this week because, of course, he doesn't feature. Uh, James just loves that zero. Just a couple of game weeks now. Just got a zero, and I think since I brought him in um, uh, three game weeks ago or so, uh, he's done absolutely nothing for me. So that was a that was a bad move, really. But I think at some point he is going to haul. We just you know, could be this week. We'll have to see. Uh, Salah, yet again, you know, got himself uh, a goal that penalty. Um, Embuemo, Embuemo, wow. Um, let's what are we saying about that. I mean, assist in the last game week and now this coming week, he's got a goal, albeit a penalty, um, and very lucky. Now that reminds me of the um, I think I think the bureau will remember this one. Do you remember when Palace were heading for a clean sheet? Uh, it was going to be nil nil, and then Rafinha gets a penalty right in the last minute. 
absolute killer. I was, I was, I think I messaged you, mm -hmm. lad, saying I'm going to bed, absolutely fuming. I literally <laughs> went to bed, went to sleep, and slept it off, and woke up the next day. But as we see, as we see, and Buemo delivered on this occasion. So, you know, sometimes uh, things don't work out for you in FPL, and then you turn around and do. So Bernardo, lucky penalty, as you said there, Al, got ourselves an assist. Jota, 20 minute cameo. Um, I mean, on that one, it didn't really mean anything to my team because I had Brogia on the bench, so it was a difference of a point. But the likes of yourself, Elliot, is probably disappointing that he actually came on because, of course, you would have had Rafinha. So, yeah, uh, I put the captain's armband on Ronaldo. I did think he'd bag more than one. Um, United, a little bit questionable again in terms of performance and what sort of what what uh, the manager, new manager, wants out of the players. But he got his penalty and he put it away, and that was the main thing, really. And uh, that guy, Dennis... What's he? Five point odd million still, still below that six million mark, and creeping up as we know with price rises. But that guy is just—he's uh, delivered uh, in terms of all the strikers this season more consistently than than anyone. So he got his goal and his bonus points. Um, and yeah, my clean sheet for Gaeta was wiped out by uh, by none other than Rondon. So a good score. I am, I am happy. I did take my minus four as, as we've alluded to, boys. But um, oh, there we go. Hit me really one more time. Oh, Spike knows. Um, so. Yeah, I can be pleased with that. What What do you think, Jack? <laughs> mate, I'm happy for you. You've been the same transfers as me on the last two weeks, mate. I'm happy for you. I'm happy yeah, to yeah, yeah. True, that is true. But Gallagher's the one that's, that's probably getting you gritting your teeth together, isn't oh, it? Oh, no. And, and Burmo, mate. Like that oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. Last two games is what hold. Six, uh, 15 points or something like that, L. About 14, 14 possibly. 14, yeah, 14, 14 there you go. So, like, and he did nothing, didn't he? For like I think he eight, got 14 in the seven game weeks prior. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just for turning up for the games, yeah. Played yeah. seven. Yeah. Just putting his boots and shin pads on, he, he oh, managed to get himself yeah. those points. Infuriated back on. Obviously, Gallagher, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't jump on the height with Gallagher. I thought, obviously, he, don't, he, looks, he looks great, right? But in terms of being consistent every single game, but listen, he's he scored an absolute screamer, didn't he, at the weekend? He does, he does look good. He's, yeah. yeah, if he carries on like that, he's going to be a beast, isn't he? Yeah, and that's yeah. it. In terms of those two players in my team, they're two players that I've, I've stuck with, even though they haven't been delivering lately. Uh, and, and sometimes you do have to do that, like because you've got other fires to, to put out and other people that maybe you want to bring into your team. So I have unfortunately or reluctantly kept Mbwemo in. And even Gallagher, maybe if he hadn't delivered against Everton, would have maybe then looked to take him out. You know, these guys have stayed in just just based on that, um, and they have they have managed to deliver for me. So it is luck. I'm not going to gloat too much. I'm happy with the score, as I say, boys, and on to the next one. And you definitely should be happy with your score, as we said, in the contention for manager of the week. Oli got 68 points there, but we'll move on uh, to the Guru's team. 57 points for you this week, Guru. And hits all round this week. Didn't realise you'd taken a hit as well, Guru. You managed to get yourself... Um, so you know, four the house, boys. It's a four house. <laughs> <laughs> the reedy influence is rubbing off on everyone a little bit too much. And the Guru has managed to take himself a negative four, which obviously gives him 53 points net for this game week. But take us through your team, Guru. Yeah, it was a, sh it was a shocker for me this week. I've, you know, I felt like I've played with about seven players because obviously Sanchez didn't play. Uh, Jimenez with that red card. He was someone that, you know, I touted about you know, just getting rid of him for this game week and it was going to be him. You know, I was tossing and turning between Ronaldo and Dennis. Um, but then I got into this Bernardo trap. I, um, well, it's not a trap because he did well, but I took out Rafinha for him, right? Who got a point more. Um, so if I'd stuck with Rafinha, not done Bernardo, um, you know, and then done uh, Ronaldo um, and Dennis, I'm probably about 20 points up. Uh, but that's FPL. You know, you've got to take the... Uh, the lows as well, you know, I've had some good highs this season, but yeah, Sanchez didn't play, James, zero points. So that's, you know, two men down, Jimenez minus two. That's that's like having eight men. Um, and then I went King over Dennis uh, for a couple of reasons, although Dennis was in, in my plans all week. And then, you know, I saw a few of the uh, the Twitter threads on on Friday with the, uh, you know, the, um, the XG and all that stuff. And I sort of got turned into Josh King. Um, and then I think, but I'm thinking more long-term with King. I'm thinking once, you know, the AFCON's on, you know, Dennis will probably go with Nigeria. He's in the provisional squad. And I just thought, you know, I don't want to have to plan another transfer sort of in four or five weeks' time, which is why I went with King. I think King will get his scores another time. Um, but then, you know, the likes of Yotta, Holly Watkins with one point, as you know, it's basically like 
you know, them not playing. So, um, yeah, that was disappointing. But, yeah, thanks to Conor Gallagher for sort of saving my game week on the last day with those, um, you know, those 15 points. So he's kind of got me out of the uh, the mud a bit. And then my, um, yeah, my lineup from here on is actually looking quite good now. So the fixtures ease. And I'm hoping that I can finally get this, like, really, this Reese James haul against Everton because I think he's he's due something because he's had zeros ever since I've put him in. So, um, yeah, this is this has to be the uh, the game week now for Reese James. And, um you know, this, this Chelsea defence. Yeah, I think a lot of managers are running out of patience with him. But, you know, you got your wish. You tweeted me and you said that, you know, you needed something from Conor Gallagher um, to sort of save your game week. And he definitely showed up and uh, gave you somewhat of that. But as you say, it's just the strikers that have let you down this week. And it's unfortunate because, you know, at the minute in the state that FPL is in, there isn't too many like great options for strikers as of now. And as you say, you know, the King Dennis debates all there and all the people that went Dennis are going, oh, the eye tests better than XG and expected assists and whatnot. But I think that you have made the right decision with King from when you've transferred him in. I think that that will be better for you long-term as well. I was looking at getting one of them in, but I think I'm just going to just ride with it and not get one of them in because I've gone with uh, someone else this week, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But, you know, it's difficult with the strikers at the minute because all the midfielders seem to be doing the, the business for everyone. So it's, uh, it's an interesting one. And now with Ronaldo out for a week or maybe even two, we're not too sure. It's, uh, it's going to be... You know, it's going to be difficult to decide. But, you know, Raul Jimenez, Guru, you've got to just be absolutely fuming with him. You said you were going to take him out, but what is he doing? What is he thinking? Oh, it was ridiculous. Look, he, he did so well with my team, you know, a few weeks ago. And I've kind of bided my time with him and gave him a little bit more leeway. But, you know, I should have got rid of him for this game week. I didn't. And, yeah, obviously the red card was silly. I actually don't think the first one was a yellow. Um, I thought it was poor refereeing by Moss. I thought he had a really poor game, actually, the referee. Um, but then, in, you know, in, in hindsight as well, with what Jimenez did for, the, for getting the second yellow, that was just stupid. So, um, you know, he's gone now. Um, yeah, it was disappointing. But, um, yeah, what can you do? It, it happens. Um, yeah, just got to move on now. You absolutely do. And the good thing about, you know, the, the festive period, as I've always said, is that there are fixtures just waiting for you around the corner. So we'll move on to a little bit of discussion now around the upcoming fixtures and what to sort of do around this COVID stuff. So as of now, recording this, it's 10 p.m. in Melbourne. So it's 11 a.m. over in England. The games that we know are definitely off is only Man United, Brentford as of now. But there are a lot of other teams um, that are rumoured to have a lot of COVID cases and that we're not too sure about, including Brighton. Villa, Leicester and as Reedy, um, sorry, the guru joined today, he said that he wasn't too sure if the Man City game was going to be on as well. So it's, you know, it's all up in the air at the minute, isn't it, Guru? No one's really too sure. So what, what do FPL managers do at this point? What do we do? Do we sit here and wait or do we make our transfers and, you know, sort of just ride the wave with it? Yes, yeah, it's, it's such a difficult one. It obviously feels like we were saying earlier, it feels like last season. Um, you know, it's a real difficult one. Obviously, I'm always a big advocate of saying, you know, wait till press conferences, but even then, you know, there's nothing we can really do. Like games can get called off past the deadline now. Um, you know, if you can roll transfers and have two up your sleeve, it's probably the best thing you can do, um, if that's even possible. But right now, it's it's tough. There, there isn't much we can do, um, you know, to be honest. Obviously, press conferences, maybe roll a transfer, are probably the only two things. But even then, like I just said, no one's safe. It's it's really difficult. And, um, yeah, I just... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I just feel like we're going to wake up tomorrow or, um, you know, the day after and there's going to be another couple of games off. So it's a real difficult one. You can imagine just waking up in the morning and it's just chaos with multiple games being called off and we're just like, what has gone? It's carnage. Yeah. Well, that, that's it's, the, that the as thing. Well. And it's sorry, the... And rotation of players as well is one thing we've not even spoken about because of COVID. We've not even spoken about the possibility of players in our lineup being rotated out because, you know, a rest or they've played too much football. And then even the players we bring in, they might not even play. Um, you know, like I've got Ollie Watkins as an example in my team, but I saw Danny Ings come on for the last 20 minutes against Liverpool and it got me thinking, you know, is, is Ings now going to come back into the team? Are they, is he going to play both? Or you know, is he going to rest Watkins? You know, and there's players like Antonio who doesn't normally like to play two games in a week. He avoids the Europa League. And it does make you think there's COVID, but there's also an absolute you know, high number of games and there's, there's injuries that, that could happen too. So there's just, yeah, so much going on right now. 
Yeah, I guess, you know, Reedy, you've sort of got the uh, the upper advantage on all of us Aussies over here then, because, you know, we sort of have all our football on in the night, whereas you're sort of awake for all that's happening and all the news and everything in England. So I guess, you know, it's a, it's a lot more difficult for these, you know, sort of Australian and Asian sort of FPL managers that are trying to sort their teams out compared to the English ones. But, you know, we're in the same boat at the end of the day, aren't we? It's, you know, no one really knows what's going to happen. You'll just get your news a little bit faster than us and probably a little bit more aware, because the first thing I'm going to be doing as soon as I wake up tomorrow is checking my phone, checking the news, seeing what's happening. So, you know, Reedy, what's your sort of take on things at the minute? You know, the managers of, of a couple of teams as well, I've got on the document here, you know, Newcastle, Spurs, Everton, Liverpool, Leicester and Chelsea, you know, they're not even going to face the media until the deadline's even gone. So you can't sort of plan your transfers around that. And that's according to Fantasy Football Scouts Twitter account. So, you know, what do we sort of do, Reedy? It's... Uh... It's yeah. <laughs> what more can you say? It's, it's difficult. <laughs> well said, Reedy. It's it's difficult. Um, listen, minus twelve. You sit there and you just listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, it's difficult. That's for sure. And listen, El, you go to bed at a reasonable reasonable time. You're not like these two rascals here who uh, you know like to stay up a little bit later and um, and try and get a bit more info. But what can we do? There's there's as you say there. There's these games where we've got Newcastle, Spurs, Everton. Liverpool, Leicester and Chelsea um, that aren't due to face the media, these managers, you know, and basically that leaves you with Ranieri, leaves for Watford, leaves you with Vieira for Palace, uh, Leige or Leige, how you say it, for Wolves, um, Arteta for Arsenal and Moyes for West Ham. Um, so they're the managers that basically will do the press conferences and that's all you can get out of it. Um, there's players that might not play. It's literally difficult. You have to just try and put in the guys that you think will definitely start or the games that you think aren't in danger of COVID. We do know that much, at least, I suppose. They've got information on games that there's not been any COVID outbreaks on or there's not been any problems with illnesses and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all you can do, really. That's that's pretty much it, mate. Keep your eye on Twitter. Keep your eye on social media as best you can. And listen, mate, as you wake up in the morning, you make your breakfast or your toast, have a little peek and see what you can get out of it. Yeah, I think that's uh, some good advice for all these sort of Australian FPL managers as well. But Reedy, I saw your tweet before. If you're not following Reedy, make sure you check the, the caption details below and everything. FPL addicts underscore Reedy. But, you know, it, it's a little bit frustrating. And I understand, you know, where you were coming from with your recent tweet, where you're saying that, you know, with all what's going on and everything, you know, prices are still rising for players at the minute and you know the game's obviously still going on and they've got to keep it going but you know for these in-demand players that they're, they're still rising in price and it just you know it makes it so so difficult for everyone doesn't it at the minute it certainly does it certainly does you know price rises uh this year it, they do feel a lot more frequent than they were last year um I don't know why it feels like that, but, you know, we it's evident that we still have these things to do with, you know, these COVID situations, illnesses, and these games are sort of now getting called off. And there's even talks of, you know, if it starts spreading and could the whole Premier League be put on hold? It is worrying, but from a, fa- a fancy Premier League perspective, um, for me, it's just frustrating. And I know that other FBL managers, like yourselves, maybe, it's, it's frustrating that, you know, the FPL game is is we all play it, we all love it. You know, it's meant to be fun and all the rest of it. But it just surprises me that based on last season, they haven't put a contingency plan in place to kind of go that right. Okay, well, we know what happened with COVID last year and whatever. We know how it affected the season and FPL managers will maybe put a strategy in place to kind of do something. I'm not, you know, we don't all expect the world. We don't all expect wild cards, left, right, and centre, and free hits, and you name it. But just something to kind of go right. Okay. This is the situation. Instead of putting players up and making it more difficult for you guys to kind of juggle your teams around and and, and whatnot, we're going to kind of throw this in as an exception, you know. And and this could be something that, as we all know, it's going to go on for the remainder of the season now with the COVID cases and all the rest of it. It might then die out and go back to how it kind of was at the beginning of the season. We we really just don't know. So we do play it by ear week to week, don't we? We, re- we do. And, you know, as I was saying before, as I saw it as a tweet from you, but it hadn't even crossed my mind before that and that sort of thing. And, you know, I still don't really know where I sort of sit with it. It's like, you know, do we sort of just keep going with it and pretend that, you know, nothing's really happening and, you know, keep the game running as it is and the price rises and everything and just sort of take it how it is. But, you know, it, it's hard to not feel hard done by, isn't it? And, you know, like they're not really sort of helping us. And as you said, past two seasons, surprising that they've not sort of sat down at the start of the season around the table and gone, right, 
you know, it's probably going to be likely that at some stage of the season, a game's going to be postponed minimum because of COVID. What are we sort of going to do? How are we going to counter this? Because I've seen a lot of people that it's not just yourself that aren't very happy with the way that they're doing. And, you know, for a Twitter account like Fantasy Premier League, which are usually quite funny and, you know, interact with a lot of people, they're not, you know, receiving the best at the minute from what I've seen on Twitter. So it's definitely, you know, understandable to, you know, see why these fans and players of the game, you know, aren't sort of happy with it, isn't it, really? Yeah, of course. And I, th- and I think in regards to, yes, these games are going to get played again, or there's going to be double game weeks, there's going to be potentially triple game weeks. Remember the United one last year last year and last season and so on. Um, so there's that's, that, that's you know, everyone knows about that, you know, and you can plan maybe for them game weeks when you're going to bring those extra players in, you know, from teams or use a chip and things like that. But in regards to here and now, which is what we do, we base it on a game week to game week sort of thing. Um you, you want to be able to kind of take a little bit of the pressure off. And let's not forget, people play this game for fun, uh, but people also get stressed out about it. So the less stress possible, really, to enjoy the game that we all do, I just think there could be a little bit of leverage. And that's all it is, really, I think. Yeah, and Guru, sort of where do you sit with the, the whole situation at the minute? I can obviously understand Reedy's point of view there with, you know, they're not really helping us out. They're sort of just leaving us to sort of drown and, you know, not really too much help. Obviously, they can't communicate, you know, who's got COVID and what's going to happen because no one really knows that at the minute. But there's definitely things that they probably could be doing. But, you know, what's your sort of piece with it? You know, I agree with, with Reedy. It's difficult. I think, um, you know, they're, they're, it's a tough one. It'd be nice to see some sort of system in play, whether it's, you know, there's only so much you can do after deadline. So once a deadline's passed, if a game gets called off, there isn't much you can do. But if it's before a deadline and we know, you know, for example, you know, you've made a transfer, you've bring a player in, but the game's now been called off. There's got to be, I think then, you know, there should be something there where you can then have that transfer cancelled and then bring someone in that's actually, you know, playing at this moment in time, whether it's, you know, other, other sort of ideas I had was, you know, a waiver system. So you can put waivers on on players. Um, but again, the other thing I, I was saying earlier as well was um, the problem is, right, say for this, this Man United game, um, if FPL now turned around and said, look, everyone with Man United and Brentford players, you know, you can replace them all for this game week. That's great. But do you then keep those players for the next game week? Or are you then getting your Man United and your Brentford players back? You know, so that's where there's going to be some um, yeah, some issues. But I do think they should be able to help managers out for those that have maybe already transferred um, and a game's been called off. Um, you know, they could do something there, but it's tough. Maybe they could give us a, um, you know, a couple of COVID chips or something like that, you know, or, um, you know, maybe uh, similar to what they do in a lot of these, um, you know, these, these Australian fantasy sort of draft games where they give you uh, a certain number of picks a season. Um, you know, they maybe could give us five, five COVID picks. Um, so it gives you five chances to take out, you know, a COVID player. And I, th- I think that could be quite a good idea um, because, you know, we are, you know, seeing our teams impacted. You know, some people are going to have a triple up on United because United have got good fixtures um, and they're going to have Mumbamo, um, you know, and those sort of players. And, and they're going to have four players now that, you know, aren't going to play and it is going to impact them. Um, so I think something like that would be good. But then on the flip side, we are going to get these games back. They're not running away. Um, but we don't know when they're going to be. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to think about. Yeah, the, the sort of idea of a, a COVID chip or, you know, a disaster chip or whatever, or postponement chip, I think is a really good idea because, you know, you say that we're going to get these fixtures back and everything, and that's great. But, you know, if they're playing two or three games in a week, it's unlikely that these players are going to be playing all those games anyway. So you sort of do end up, you know, losing out anyway. And as Reedy said last week, the health and safety of the players and everything is, is the most important thing. So we obviously send our best wishes to everyone that's being affected by it and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you, you can't help but feel a little bit hard done by and you know Ospite says like the concussion subs we should get COVID subs and I think you know it's, it's not a bad idea that he comes up with there and he's also had his uh, his opinion on the, the price rises and he said that you know he loves it it's an extra element and his team value is 105.4 this season which is a uh... <laughs> Quite ridiculous, you know, if you said that, you know, you can have, have an extra five and a half million added onto your team, you know, by game week 16, 17. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would be quite impressed by that one. But Jack, it is your team that are affected this week. So you're going to be Man United footballless, um, you know, until I think they're the early kickoff on the weekend. But, you know, that game is probably going to be unlikely to go ahead as well if the training ground's been closed and everything. So COVID is the, the main issue at the minute, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think even uh, Ospar again just mentioned him. He, he said, uh, yeah, reiterate the four players that are maybe out or four staff members that are out for Brighton. So it'd be interesting to see what happens now next, you know, next couple of days or well, next couple of hours really to see if there's been a spread at Brighton. And then that'll be that'll be definitely kind of done. Then I guess I imagine um, for that game at the weekend. Then United won't play until Boxing Day. So, you know, 11 days rest, run you to have plenty of time. You might be around after players on Christmas Day. That's the last thing I need in an 11-day <laughs> break. 11-day well, well, break, you know, get the um, your Christmas round at Ralph's and all the players around the table and your big team talk ready to take on Newcastle. So, I think, but no dessert, though. Ronaldo won't let Yeah, no, no dessert obviously. for Luke Shaw or anything. No Christmas yeah, pudding. That's it. That's it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if that game's off, it, it could be a good thing for United sort of thing, but... It'd be um yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd be um yeah, Ronaldo yeah, the guru just put in the chat there, Ronaldo Ronaldo score a high and you know it won't be any surprise um take his tally to uh, five for that for against Newcastle for the season would be quite happy. But yeah, I'm I'm gutted I'm not gonna see United play, that's all I wanna kinda see, you know, with all you know the new manager coming in. I've got a couple of assets in there already. I brought in Rashford uh, as part of my minus twelve rotation, um, as well as Ronaldo previous week. So I'm gutted that I'm not going to be able to have them in my team because I'm probably going to be looking to take Rashford out this week um, and, and bring in an asset. I was looking at Mason Mount. I did have him in that, as I said at the start of the pod, I was looking at him before the Rashford move. So maybe Mount can come back in to take on Everton in there. Um, you know, it's, you know, you're expecting goals against Everton. Um, but Chelsea are concerning me as well. They've conceded, what, 10 goals in the last five games? You know, I know you boys have obviously, you know, uh, both reading uh, the guru have got James and Rudiger in there. Rudiger can get up there, and obviously James can get on the score sheet. But within blanking, it'd be uh, yeah interesting if it's kind of a you know back and forth kind of game that as well. I don't know what you boys think, but it's not good from Chelsea conceding so many. Uh, but yeah, on, on City uh, with the outbreak there. If there is an outbreak, you know if they have got players out, obviously Cancelo's out with injury, and if that game doesn't go ahead, I've got a triple up on City. So. That's potentially five players out of my team. So I don't know how that helps. And, you know, a COVID chip would be lovely. Um, that would be nice. I, I was going to say the concussion one before Ospite mentioned that. I, that was what I was going to chip in with. But something that would be, be pretty decent to have. Or a COVID free hit team for a week. Like an extra free hit, I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, I also think it's interesting to, to navigate as well. You know, because, you know, and take advantage. This might be a, a good week for people to gain points as well. This could be um, a good opportunity. So if you've got the right number of players, obviously not me because I've got half a team out, potentially. Yeah. You know, there's definitely going to be people that benefit and people that suffer. Uh, oh, there you the, go. The Arsenal ones. with COVID issues as well. So if that's another two, then that's seven of my players out. You're going to have no one to play at this point. I think I might have to get a call up, mate. Oh, you could, you know, there's obviously, you've got your free hit and everything, but you don't want to be playing that in a week like this, do you? You know, you want to nah. wait for the, the doubles and triples. That's it. There's there's going to be so many fixtures now doubling up that you, you'd be a fool to, I think, play those chips now. I think you've just got to wait until that point when those, you know, whether it's, you know, in the new year, in February, whenever, for the double game weeks. I think it's going to be, um, yeah, that's going to be a pretty tasty couple of weeks, that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's a, it's a fairly nice segue as we're talking about transfers and players not playing. We will move on to our, our transfers for the week. Whether these players do end up playing and these transfers do end up paying off, we'll have to find out. But, um, Jack, we'll start with you. You know, there has to be changes to be made and everything you've already mentioned that. So, you know, what have you done this week? Yeah, like I said, I think um, I'm just going to wait a bit longer. Um, I know, as you mentioned, Chelsea kind of press conference isn't going to be till after deadline. So, I don't know, maybe just have a look on, on the internet and look at all the rumours that are on there and just have a gamble, probably take out Rashford for a, for an asset, just see if I can get a guaranteed asset to come in there. Um, probably leave Ronaldo. Don't think I'll be taking a hit, if I'm honest. So I think I'll uh, leave everything as it is and just uh, ride the wave this, this week and, and see what happens in the weekend. You know, and then I'll be smashing hits left, right and centre for the weekend, I reckon. Yeah, and as our spikes put on screen there, it's the other press conference time. So you've got Vieira at 11 a.m. UK time. You've got Bruno Large at 1 p.m. Uh, Arteta also at 1 p.m. And then David Moyes. At I love them nicknames, by the way. Wolf Face Large, Heavy Large Circle Arteta, <laughs> Eagle Vieira. Hammer pick. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, obviously, we thank That's you for your service face. there, Ospite. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be tuning into them now and, you know, just waiting, refreshing Sky Sports on Twitter and everything like that. But, um, Reedy, 
you know, the Hitman, you know, maybe me and Jack are going to be taking up that title at some point soon, but is there any uh, any transfers for you? Yeah, I think I think there's going to be transfers for me, that's for sure. Looking at my team, um, at the moment, I've pretty much got, I think it's Cancelo suspended, Brogia, who's potentially injured, Liveramento, there's a bit of an injury thing over him. Uh, yeah, ethical injuries or, you know, sort of thingies galore. And Buemo, Ronaldo, the list goes on, boys. Um, Amartu basically doesn't get a minute, but Johnny Evans is injured, so you never know. And depends if that spares less the game goes ahead. So I have got three transfers in mind just to give you a bit of juice, because otherwise, if we all say, listen, we don't know, we're waiting for press conferences. It's going to be boring, isn't it? So one for me is Alonso. I'm thinking of bringing him in. Um, I don't know. I think Chilwell's not going to be back till January time anyway, so that's not too bad of a of a shout to bring him in. They've got, of, of course, um, Everton as well, so I expect Alonso to be attacking against uh, the ever-aging Seamus Coleman. Um, so he's one. I think for Amarty, I think I'm going to bring him in. Uh, and Buemo, going to take him out uh, because I think he's had his time now these last couple of weeks where he's got points. So I was going to look at potentially... Now, Jack, Jack's easel perk up at this because he'll be like, what? Now, Raheem Sterling. Um, <laughs> Raheem I Sterling like is, like is one that I looked at. Now, wait, wait, you hold your horses, right? This isn't a definite because... And, and scroll straight Jack, past Yeah, and scroll straight past. As Jack knows, that guy, he's, uh, he's killed, killed us at times. Um, but I looked at him and I just looked at City and... He's played the last few games. He's been playing a lot of minutes and he can play either on the left or that central role as a striker almost. Um, so he was in my thoughts, briefly, briefly it was. And then I thought, wait a minute, is it worth bringing him in 10 million odd? And then I think I'm going to have to make more moves uh, like you know, towards the weekend. So he was one that was in my thoughts. But if not, and it's not Sterling, uh, then you are looking at the likes of, um, I would say, another, depending on the news, of course, yet again, another City asset. Uh, in that midfield, possibly Foden, possibly Gundogan. Uh, and then up front, it was nice and simple for that one. It was Ollie Watkins. Um, so hopefully if that Norwich-Aston Villa game is all good to go, uh, Ollie Watkins is the man to come in, and that will be for Ronaldo. Basically, he frees up all the cash for the rest of the team. So it is a minus eight, boys. Um, it is reluctant, something I'm reluctant to do. I don't really want to take a man and say it's actually. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I've gone above you boys, haven't I? You know, so I've kind of I've made that ground back up. So you're going down with Seamus Coleman in your team. (laughs) Seamus Coleman, eh? I said Alonso, mate, not Seamus Coleman. Oh, they say a lot of Seamus. I think he said, no, I said Alonso he... against against Shane. Oh, Coleman. sorry, my bad, my bad. Yeah, minus twelve again. Hey. Um, but it must be it must be one of those where I really do have a think about this and leave you know watch press conferences, keep an eye on Twitter, all the rest of it. Um, yeah, I know Guru's putting in the chat there. Will Alonso play? Don't say that, mate. Come on. <laughs> but uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. He gave away that pen really, didn't he? And he was awful, awful on the yeah. weekend. So. Not gonna lie, Alonso does worry me. I think you will. I do think you'll only get one out of two games from him over the next two game weeks. Yeah. Personally, I mean, Rudiger's another option. I've thought about he's another one instead of him. Um, or there is any? There's even sorry, Kevin Turney who's had a couple of double double point hauls in the last two games. They've got West Ham, um, and yeah, again, no, it's it's taking a gamble on Tierney. You never know. We might have. He might have fell down the stairs after that last week, or you know, he might have got his hand trapped in the car door. We don't know because he gets injured that much. So yeah, it's a lot to think about, boys. But they're my thoughts. Those three transfers, and if not, a lot of, a lot of place to think about there, mate. And minus four. Eh, all right, all right. Minus minus four, <laughs> and then we stick we stick with the minus four, and then I'm still above you, boys. Anyway, so because you're going to take a minus probably four to eight at least. I know Jack will probably end up with minus sixteen possibly at this point. So you know, as long as as long as I'm uh, I'm above you boys and I'm nearly above Ollie, we're just got to see what he plans to do. You're getting far yeah. too excited. We we do have a couple. <laughs> yeah, that's of probably right, Jack. I am, mate. I'm getting carried away here. I'll shut up. We do have a couple of comments which we will go through now. And it's Kotu. His name's Chama from Twitter, and it's uh, it's nice to see you in the live comments. He says he's got 0.2 in the bank. De Gea and Gunn are his goalkeepers. So Guru, I'm going to ask you: Does he take a negative four for Backman or play with ten players this week? It is a tricky one, isn't it? Because um, you know, Batman's not kept a clean sheet all season. 
I think his highest score is four points. Um, but he is playing against, uh, you know, Burnley, of course. So, um, yeah, look, with a 0.2, I'm thinking if I'm assuming that uh, Gunn, it must have gone down to. I'm not understanding why he can't just do a straight swap from Gunn to Batman because Batman's 4.2, isn't he? And um, Gunn uh, must be, what, 4 million or 4.5, unless he's gone down to 3.9. So I feel like if he can just do the straight transfer, he should be able to do it. But if he's then got to take a minus four, um, I wouldn't bother. I'd just wait. Um, for me, I've not been impressed with Watford's defence and not been impressed with, yeah, no clean sheets all season. So I wouldn't do it personally. Well, you've heard it there from the guru. Probably not worth uh, moving for that one this week. And me and the guru obviously did brave it this week, playing with uh, what we thought was going to be 10 men. Uh, the guru ended up playing with a little bit less with uh, the Jimenez and Reese James. But, you know, we, we had Sanchez in our teams and we decided to just hold on. But, you know, Ollie, who's not on the podcast tonight, he's sitting quite there. He says he's through in the cup and he should field a full 11 here, which is nice. Well, you know, we're glad that you're having a good time with uh, with FPL at the minute, Ollie. Um, you know, you've got the ability to do the, the me and just roll over. It's a, it's a luxury which not a lot of FPL players have at the minute so um you know enjoy just sort of sitting back and enjoying the football and relaxing and hoping that your games don't get postponed this week uh max watson says that he's got in davies from tottenham that's a brilliant move isn't it guru you know he's been absolutely brilliant for spurs um since he's sort of come back into the side under conte playing on that sort of left side of the three center halves isn't he and he loves to attack now and he's, uh, he's getting all sorts of returns isn't he yeah it's a good move i think for future weeks um i'll be a bit worried still this week though with uh with the Leicester Spurs game and the amount of COVID going on between two teams. But I think, yes, it's a, it's a great pickup for 4.4 mil. Yeah, just before, uh, you know, me and the guru touch on our transfers, I think Ospike makes a, a really astute point here. He says he would only transfer in players from today's game just so they don't get cancelled after the deadline. And, you know, I think that's a, it's a really good point that he makes. So, you know, it's a, definitely some good advice. And, you know, we can just keep our fingers crossed that, you know, we're fairly certain those games will go ahead. So, it's uh, as I said, it's uh, good advice there from you, Ospike. And uh, we thank you very much for that. But, Guru, is there any changes that you're going to be making this week? Unfortunately, I've done it and I've, I've, I didn't, I always say wait till press conferences. Um, but Raul Jimenez got sent off and his, uh, his price was going down. Uh, Ronaldo's price was going up. So I did, I thought there's a one day turnaround to a deadline. I put Ronaldo in. Obviously, you know, it was poor move because now the game's off. Um, so I can bench Ronaldo anyway. I can play a 4 4 2. Um, so I've got enough coverage. You know, fingers crossed this Man United game against Brighton stays on and I can, uh, you know, take the benefits of Ronaldo from there. Now, otherwise, I think if um, if I didn't make the uh, that late transfer, or sorry, that early transfer, um, yeah, I'd, I maybe would have just bring in an extra defender or I couldn't have played Jimenez anyway. So um, my plans are always were to bring Ronaldo in at some stage. Um, I've obviously just bring him in when he blanks. So, um yeah, I'm really just hoping Man United Brighton goes ahead and uh, Ronaldo scores a couple of goals and holding on to him and getting him in now, you know, with beating the price rise uh, pays off. But yeah, poor, poor from me. It was poor from me. Well, you know, in this day and age, you can't really, you know, think that those things are going to happen. You can't predict them. So, unfortunately, you've been uh, you've been caught with uh, just some unlucky unlucky transfers there, Guru. But you know, as you always say, you usually stick to your guns and you wait. But as you said, your hand was sort of forced with the uh, the price drops and rises and everything. So, um, I think you know it's a, it's a very good transfer for the long term. So I think you know Ronaldo will pay you back for what you miss out on this game week, maybe. So as I said, I think that is a, definitely a good move that you've made. Hopefully it pays Man United back as well, mate. Yeah. Plenty Definitely. more goals. Yeah. He needs to needs to start stepping up in these sort of green fixtures. He's done it so far, hasn't he? So if he can keep it up, Jack, you know, Especially you'll be happy. Newcastle games. <laughs> if he doesn't score a hat-trick against us, mate, then, you know, get him out of your team. He's useless at that point. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's smashing it, to be fair. As long as you can keep it up, there's going to be a lot of happy FPL managers. In terms of me um, this week, I made my transfers before game week 16 was even over, uh, like the guru, to try and avoid price rises. So a very risky one from me, which as of now has paid off because the two players aren't injured. But if the games are called off, I will be left with a little bit of egg on my face. But I needed to make it because I had exactly... 
the amount uh, in my bank, you know, when I transferred the two players out to make these transfers. So I took out uh, Rafinha and Callum Wilson, two people who have served me so well all season. Um, they will definitely be back in the team when the fixtures look a little bit greener for them both. And I got in Conor Gallagher, and that was before his absolute masterclass against Everton and Mikel Antonio, because I fancy him against Arsenal this weekend. And I think, you know, West Ham have got some brilliant fixtures coming up and there isn't really too much up top at the minute. So they were my transfers. But boys, the captain picks for this week, they're going to be some interesting ones. I think, you know, you you don't know if your captain's even going to end up playing. So you've got to make sure that your vice captain is probably on someone from a different team this week. You know, you don't want to be doubling up. Like I was thinking maybe going for Salah is the obvious choice um, for captain. You know, he's playing Newcastle, so you'd be crazy to not but you know I was thinking maybe sticking the vice on Trent but then if that game gets called off then I've not got a captain I don't get any sort of double points for the week so I would sort of advise playing your vice captain on another team another sort of fixture but you know it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but Jack who have you gone with with your captain and your vice captain for this week yeah it definitely will be going on Salah this week uh, and then this good point that you raised there El um, so I'll have a think about that one in terms of my vice. Uh, I was the obvious one would be go to a city asset, but if they're in the mud, then that ain't going to happen either, is it? So Dennis as a vice, maybe. Why not? <laughs> Why not against you know Burnley? Happy days. Good clean up. So yeah, Salah and Dennis maybe. There you go. Yeah, Reedy. You know, a Liverpool fan and you know a fairly competent FPL player. Mohamed Salah, captain. It's got to be. It's got to be. There's there's no other option really. Uh, Mo Salah's the one. Uh, he took that penalty with confidence. He's flying still, getting points for us. I was at Anfield on Sunday, having a little look around the place, um, and just thinking, you know, um, oh, back at Anfield, fans there, it'd be a shame to lose all that again. So, Mo Salah, captain and vice captain for me. I will go for Bernardo Silva. I think uh, at the moment, based on City's fixture still going ahead right now. So they're my uh, captain and vice. Yeah, I think you know they're, they're two good picks there. But Guru, we uh we can transition into the Guru section now and get your sort of picks for your captains after you uh you go through your your ones to watch and your teams to back. So uh, it's all on you, mate. So take it away. Oh, nice one, Elliot. And um, yeah, we'll start off with a couple of differentials for the uh, for the game week and ones to watch. I'm going to go with Robertson from Liverpool. Uh, 3.3% owned. He's got 32 points in his last four games. Um, so I think he's just an unbelievable pick at the moment. Um, that double up on the Liverpool defence for me um, is something I'm going to consider um, for the second half of the season, just the amount of clean sheets and points that you can get from Robertson and Trent. You know, like we always say, they're almost like having midfielders. Um, another one who I'm keeping an eye on, um, albeit he, he's he's not nailed in the, in the Chelsea team, but Ziyech, He's hit two returns and three. He got rested in the last game, but he's only 0.5% owned. He's got Everton at home. Um, very interesting player. And then my last differential, if the Spurs game goes ahead, um, I'm actually going to back a Leicester player. Um, Tielemans at 3.5%. You would have seen him on the weekend, uh, Elliot, against Newcastle. Um, I thought he was absolutely uh, unbelievable in that game. 3.5% owned. So that's my um, that's my three differentials for this game week, obviously, if, if the games go ahead. Yeah, unfortunately, Tielemans was fantastic on the weekend and James Madison was as well, despite that that first penalty that Leicester got where that was uh, one of the worst dives I think I've seen in, uh, in recent years. And I'm not quite sure how that wasn't overturned by VAR. He was in the air before the contact was even made, but he controlled that game. You know, our midfield couldn't keep up with either of them. They um, completely controlled it and, you know, they sort of just had a field day, the both of them. So they're both looking like fairly good assets. Tielemann obviously looks like the penalty taker when, uh, when Vardy's not on the pitch. But as you say... He's got that low ownership, this Tielemans, and, you know, he, he he comes out with those sort of big returns. He's not sort of the consistent FPL player, but, you know, for those sort of one-week punts and everything, you know, he's definitely worth it. But um, in terms of your teams to back for this week, Guru, who have you gone with? I want to back Crystal Palace uh, against Southampton. Um, Southampton have got a lot of injuries. Um, I really like the look of Palace on the weekend. I've been impressed with them a, a lot this season. Um, so I'll back Palace at home to Saints. Um, I'll back Liverpool home to Newcastle. I think it's just a given. Newcastle, like, that's going to be a very Allegated. hard slog for, for Newcastle to stay up this year. Um, I can see this game being, a, yeah, an absolute whitewash. And then um, 
Chelsea versus Everton, I think I'll probably... Look, Chelsea haven't been at their best lately, but I think um, against Everton at home, they should just about do the, do the business in that one. Yeah, I think that's uh, some fairly good picks that you make there, Guru. I can't really argue with any of them there that you've chosen. Um, as you say, you know, obviously Liverpool at home to Newcastle is the big one, I think. You know, that could end up being four or five, uh, if not more, um, if Newcastle's defence aren't careful, which they haven't been for the, the majority of the season. But in terms of your captain picks, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to be listening out for, who have you gone with? Salah and Trent against Newcastle. I think, yeah, again, you know, both great options. Um, and then, or oh, Mason Mount, I'd say, against Everton. He's a brilliant lately, Mason Mount. Um, I think that's a good fixture for him as well. He, he scored in that one before. So Mason Mount, Trent and Salah. Yeah, and then in terms of a curveball guru, you know it's my favourite one every single week. Who have you gone with? It's got to be Connor. Connor Gallagher for sure. You know, he's on form at the minute. He's doing the business for Crystal Palace. He has all season. He's looked really good. Obviously, the two goals last weekend. So if he can replicate any sort of thing this weekend, um, there's going to be some very happy FPL managers. But that does end your guru section. So we thank you very much for that one, guru. Um, before we wrap up, boys, I will just touch on the uh, the FPL Cup, the general cup, which I'm, I'm hoping everyone's still in because um, it'd be quite awkward if they're not. But really, did you survive the first round? No. <laughs> No, um, you look at the score I got, wow. boys. You know, no I was way. ripping into the, I was ripping into this guy last week. I'm out. You're out, the I'm cup. out. Yeah, I'm out of the cup. <laughs> listen, listen, it's a Mickey Mouse cup anyway. Don't even just, just wait, wait until I tell you. I'm not fuming at all. God's sake. Oh, I can't believe he's gone out of the cup, gone crashing um, out. 81 points. Obviously, I've got 85, but the minus four. Oh my god! I mean, I underestimated this guy. That's for sure. Um, he actually got—I think he got ninety points. Get off. He took a no, no ninety points. But he took a—he took a minus four, which took him to eighty-six. But obviously, he beat me by by five points. Um, and the difference was really, I had James who had zero. He had Alonso who got four, and uh, he also had Rafinha who got seven. It was just, it was literally, oh, Ramsdale had 11 as well for him, whereas my guy had eleven, uh, three, sorry. It was, yeah, I'm out, boys. That's what more can I say? There you go. Me. I'm out. That's just, I know you're happy to hear that. That's the one piece of information luck, that has helped, that has given you. Exactly. Any other week, boys? La- know, last last week's pod, though, was hilarious. <laughs> with you going, it's a straightforward win. A straightforward game. Yeah. And you're like, it's guaranteed. more confident. <laughs> Listen, boys, hopefully the cup distracts you from the league so I can focus on, you know, winning that well, instead. That's all you've got left yeah. to play for anyway, isn't it? So. Uh, yeah. Well, that's it. I don't need a Mickey Mouse Cup, Jack. You know, it's used to it's more than, you know, United uh, winning. Win, well, more than United might win this season. So, yeah. You're probably right. That's what, you're probably right. So, we'll try and do the business. <laughs> Go on, boys. Are you in the Cups then? Come on, give it to me. Guru, oh. have, you, have you managed to survive the first round? I did, and I got 57 points. My opponent got 36, I think, or 39. So, uh, fifth. yeah, I've, it's a fifth. I've got away with it. I've got away with it. Yeah, it's a bit like the Champions League draw. They've obviously, uh, you know, the bigger clubs have got the uh, the favourable uh, favourable draws, and then the smaller clubs have, uh, yeah, found themselves in a bit of, bit of a problem, really. So, yeah, unlucky, mate. And Jack, what about you? Did you manage to survive the, uh, the, the deadly first round? Oh, come on, mate. It's like having a third FA Cup third round straight through next round. Easy. Done. Got, um, I think I won, uh, what, 72 to 52 against uh, Geordie Fletch. So, uh, well played, mate. You know, he took the TV right money home with him. You know, got a big big gate receipt uh, for his club. Um, and, yeah, through the Giants are through to the next round. Jillers killers. Here we go on the cup run. That's, that's brilliant. And just to, you know, rub some extra salt in the wounds here for Reedy, I just want to share with you boys how I progressed to the second round here against, uh, he's 8 million, 8.4 million in the world. Oh, uh, he, wow. joined, he joined FPL in, I think it was game week four. I checked. So uh, he, he's sitting in about 8 million and his, his team is about as set and forget as it can be. Um, he's got Lukaku and he actually had some good scores this week. So, you know, fair play to him. Um, a lot of the players did end up uh, coming up trumps for him. But as you can see on screen there, we both had 49 points. But, you know, I, I just managed to, you know, read through and I saw that when it's a when it's a draw, you know, they go straight to which which team scored more goals, basically. And I had Salah and Ronaldo. He only had Salah. So I've managed to scrape it by the uh, the hair on my chin. Unreal. 8.4 8. million in the world. Would have liked for it to be a little bit more comfortable. But, you know, Reedy, what, what do you make of that well, one? 
it's a bit backwards in a way, like how they do it, because someone else I've seen as well uh, in, in the cup lost based on Callum Wilson conceding four. So I don't know whether you've got that mixed up or, or how, however you said on scoring goals, but I know at some point you look at it on um, fewest goals conceded. So I think your players, have, have con- their teams in their games have conceded the, the, the fewest goals. So you look at oh. Callum Wilson, they got beat 4-0. So that's how it's based. Right, so I've just no, I've just realised this guy. I'm fairly certain he had Rafinha in his team as well, and Rafinha did manage to score, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. So we both had two goals. I just managed to concede less, which I have no idea, considering yeah. I had Callum. So it's Wilson. based on the fixtures more than really, and and what players you have in them fixtures in terms of yeah. So it's it's the jammiest way of doing it, really. Like in a sense, it's proper. I won't say the word, but it ends in uh, housery. So yeah, look through in the cup, Reedy. Only three of us on the podcast can say that, so uh, you'll never be singing that <laughs> through through round one. And that's all that matters at the end of the day, you know. Doesn't matter if it's a scrappy, you know, winning winning on penalties in the in the cup of the first round against eight point four million in the world. But um, that was how it ended up being for me. But you know, oh, it's, listen, it's well just... done, lads. Well done. That hurts him to say that. I can tell. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's not happy saying that one. Um, but as we always say, and it's like with the, the bonus bank head-to-head league as well. Just depends who you play on the week. And you know, I was fortunate enough to concede less goals with the players in my team, despite having a Newcastle player, which is probably something that you know you want to reassess now if, if you're drawing fewest goals conceded. So uh, that might you know affect how a few people make their transfers. But that is all the time that we have today on the podcast. It's been a brilliant one. We've got just gone over an hour there a lot to discuss and everything and obviously all we've said might just you know be useless at the end of the day because all these games might get cancelled and we'll see you again in two weeks or something if the, the league gets postponed so make sure you're following all the socials to you know keep in touch and everything without what's going on and we'll obviously update you you know when we find out anything and We'll still be here and everything, so that's all that really matters. But just before I do wrap up, a massive thank you to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, for supporting us and our community this season. Make sure you check out their details in the caption below on how to take advantage of bookie promotions. It's free to set up, and you can also receive 25% off your first premium month with the discount code, and I'm fairly certain the discount code is FPL Addicts. So we thank you very much for listening or watching. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please make sure you give the video and the, the podcast some love and like and subscribe all sorts give us a review if you're on apple and spotify but you know may all your fpl dreams come true in game week 17 i hope the fixtures are kind to you all and uh everyone's obviously out there staying safe and healthy and uh we'll see you fingers crossed uh after the the game week and ready for another podcast before the weekend as well but until then take care stay safe bye for now mm-hmm.